Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. <laughs> the World of Warcraft podcast, so you don't have to. This is the instance. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Instance, episode... Where is it? 598. We're almost 600 episodes of this damn thing. April 21st, 2020 is the date. I'm Scott Johnson with Garrett Weinzerpel. Hello, Garrett. I'm sorry. Are we two episodes away from the big 600? Yep, we are. What should we do? You want to do we something? We need to do something. I don't know what to something do. Something must be done. I mean, I was thinking... This is, my, this is my first milestone on this show. Something needs to happen, Scott. I know it's old hat for you. I know. But this is exciting I, for me. Yes. I propose that we do a number uh, crunch, uh, splat. Oh. And oh. we reduce oh. We reduce the show. Well, like, we start over either from one or from, like, 60. Okay. Well, because we're max level, so uh, it'll actually yeah, be episode exactly. 60 yeah. of, of the instance. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I'm down or with either, it. Or or we save that for episode 1,000 in 15 years. <laughs> and uh, and at that point, we start back at one. Well, let's because just... we've won Let's Let's play this game. So if we were consistent after 600 and did an exact every week show and never missed one between now and then, uh, hold on, bring up the calculator. Uh, seven and a half years and change. Is that true? Shit. 400 episodes divided by 52 weeks in a year comes out to 7.6 years. All right, Garrett has a point. When you hit the 600, it's actually kind of a big deal when you're only doing a weekly. When I My daily show, you do 100 in a freaking half a year. It's no big deal. But I mean, we did nothing for 500. Uh, yeah, that's well, no, I uh, we made cool instance mugs, but it wasn't it wasn't really celebrating oh. anything except the number. So, yeah, we could do. OK, I have We're some celebrating ideas. your ability to sell merch. <laughs> <laughs> I have some ideas and, and, and offline we'll talk about it, but nothing crazy. Nothing that will mess up anyone's schedules Scott, or add to your workload. Yes, Scott, yes, we we are not going to do a naked episode. No, not, not again. We're not. No, not after that one time. Look. Here was the problem. Everybody was naked. That was fine. We all said, keep your cameras above the waist. Patrick refused. He refused. It was just his wiener. At the time, it seemed like you couldn't do, you know, if you're going to do a naked episode, you're going to go all out, literally. Yeah. Um, And and now I've learned my lesson. This is not a good idea it's an important listen patrick i i know you're excited dude but again i have to remind you it doesn't count when you just wrap a scarf around it oh <laughs> scarfed his wiener here's the thing though uh we couldn't really tell anyway because frenchmen are notoriously hairy so it was just a it was like looking at the it was like a bird's eye view of the of the of the ocean i, I didn't i couldn't make it out okay yeah Anyway, I, 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 I would like to remind people that this is a family friendly show. Oh, yeah. And right. that, uh, 
We are on video. So if you're listening, you can go check out the video. That's right. And chat room, if you're worried about Patrick's frozen face, it's because he did not want to be on camera today. So we have a picture of him instead. So No, don't tell them. Oh, I was I, we I'm sorry. Like for the whole show. Oh, yeah. Now now it should work. Is it is it working? Chat, can you tell us if it worked? Yeah, like it's working. Every five minutes yeah. on, the, on the, the episode. And then we won't and answer them. Yeah, it's great. So anyway, be here live if you want this kind of hilarity in your life. We do this on Tuesdays at 1230 Mountain Time. Let's get to the news. All right. Torghast is now part of the alpha slash beta thing. It's still alpha, I guess. Um, I did get alpha access, but I got it late yesterday and did not get a chance to dive in here. But I, my understanding is the alpha has full Torghast testability. Not all classes, though. Um, in fact, Garrett, remind me how many classes can do it, can get in there right now? I four. Okay. A whopping yeah. Four. It's not a lot. And I don't have it up in it's, front of me. It's at the moment, casters, so I think. It's old casters. Right. Uh, I know. That, uh, no. Wait. No, that is uh, because but, Demon Hunter is one of them. Oh, I thought. Oh, you, well, I, because that's what I took into Torghast. Right. I meant to look this up so before the show. Priests, but. mages, uh, Demon Hunters, and Warlocks? Warlocks. Maybe? Warlocks. Yeah. Okay. Warlocks. I'll probably take a Demon Hunter in there as well. Or maybe a mage. Anyway, uh, I'm going to finally fire that damn thing up. Just been too busy. But it is, uh, by most accounts, I actually haven't heard a single negative thing yet. And that gives me a lot of excitement because everybody I've talked to who's played it really likes what they've played. They like what they're doing, even though we're in a very early form of it. And like we said, you can't play every class, every class in there. It sounds like it is going to be that really fun, replayable, uh, sort of roguelike experience that a lot of players are, are interested in playing solo or with friends. Uh, the climb in the tower looks like fun. And Garrett, I know you played some this week and you got some time in there. Your takeaways, uh, sir. What'd you think? With uh, my free time yesterday, it's basically all I did with that free time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I really like it. If this is supposed to be kind of the big uh you know new addition uh in shadowlands i am uh about as hyped as i could be yeah. for shadowlands and and i would i would like to sprinkle on top of this a reminder uh or maybe an explanation if you're new to my opinion of world of warcraft i am a crotchety old man that hates change mm-hmm. and hates basically anything new they've added to this game since wrath of the lich king mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of systems mm-hmm. uh i love this it's so much fun what do you think the the magic is here? Is it just that they're it's more than just a little add on to bide the time? It feels like a more what's the word? There there's meat in this so substantial. Yeah, substan. This is like a substantial chunk it, of content. It does feel substantial. Uh, it it feels to me, and, and I am going to have to throw some some BFA uh modes under the bus it feels to me the opposite of things like warfronts and islands gotcha which to me felt very phoned in yeah that was going to be the comparison i was going to use those those particular modes were uh on paper seemed real cool and i was hesitant on torghast on paper because we'd been you know fool me once sort of thing uh it sounds though like this is like the real deal and it takes a lot of lessons learned from some of those other modes uh the uh what's the what's the nightmare stuff in the current build what's it called i forgot already. horrific visions horrific, horrific visions, visions what they learned from that yeah. some ideas they've taken from even some of their other games and some other game types that are floating around in uh other video games that aren't blizzards and are making something 
with real meat on the bones. Um, to me, it's it's a little like, oh, I don't know, you know, like World Quest stuck around because it's meaty enough. Um, what I've heard this described as and what I've seen in streams is that this seems meaty enough to possibly carry carry forward and not just stay in this expansion. Should we explain what it is again? Because some people might kind of remember, but not really. Yeah, we probably should. Patrick, do you want to give us the the up down on it? Give us. Uh, the... I, I I could, but I think if Garrett, you know, I haven't played it, so all right. I G- think if Garrett did, Garrett, give us the whole sense. process. You get in, you get your dude. How did it go from from top to bottom? Uh, yeah. Let me let me uh, wrap this up in a way when I clearly was not thinking about trying to explain this to someone as if they didn't already know what it was. <laughs> um. I mean, I can give uh, it's you a roguelike. Oh, yeah. okay. It's a roguelike dungeon in World of Warcraft, um, and and it's like, and I just want to add on, like, it's good. It's fully realized. It knows exactly what it wants to be, and from what what from my you know few hours with it, uh, it 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 excels at what it's trying to do. Like, it totally nails what it's trying to be. Um, so, I mean, it's yeah, it's a it's a roguelike dungeon. You go up so, hard, you go up higher and higher in this tower, and it gets harder and harder as you go. And you get abilities and augmentations to the class that you are playing as you are ascending. And and to me, that augmentation of I was playing through as a demon hunter uh, was really unique uh, to. And this is someone who's been playing since vanilla. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's something that feels familiar and doesn't feel wholly alien to something like World of Warcraft because in a lot of ways it is these these augmentations. Um, I, it's a, what's the actual? It's anima powers is what they're called. There are anima powers for your class and there's anima powers for the covenant that you choose. Right. Uh, but for me, what really stood stood out were the anima powers for your class because it's just make it. You're now. The way it augments your existing abilities or your stat or your stats, it is now augmenting your your hero, your character to play in the same way you're used to playing them, but just better and more powerful. And it really fulfills a power fantasy mm. that I've never experienced in World of Warcraft. Also, I feel like a monster. It also feels like uh, it's a faster, faster paced uh, power fantasy. In other words, you're progressing, pr- progressing specifically at a pace that's different than the kind of glacial I'm raiding every week. I might get a drop. I'll see you guys next week. Okay, two more hours in. Oh, I finally got a drop. Like, it's a different kind of progression. It's a more immediate, more satisfying kind of progression. That's why I like roguelikes in general. So everything you decide to describe sounds great. For those looking for just the mechanics of this thing, it's in the maw. It's an end game piece of content. This isn't something you're going to walk in at your current, what? well, what will be max level 50 when it gets squished. You're not going to walk in and immediately be able to do it. There are going to be some story points that happen there throughout the questing system and the story system, but you don't get to Torghast until end game. It's testing right now, but again, that's all just for testing. It's not how you'll actually get to it. So you're going to want to level up and get to it before you do anything. It's scalable, one to five players. Have you done any more than just yourself? One to three? Uh, I I thought it was five is what I thought. Isn't it five? Three. I think it's three. Oh, according to... Oh, it may have changed. According to Blizzard back in November, it was going to be oh. five. That may have changed to three. Oh, okay. My yeah, they, you, four. they oh, may have it said it. They may have changed it though. Uh, so this entirely could have been. This was their streams. their their comment at the time was Tower of the Dan will be an instance dungeon suitable from one to five players with difficulty to adjust to the size of your party. But they may have changed that. Okay. So okay, uh, stream is confirming yeah. they've seen people's. Okay, I I thought it was three for some reason. Okay. Um, interesting. I think there's 
there is an element there that should also be discussed because everyone who has, uh, who I've seen talk about it and who has said it is incredibly fun has also been saying, you know, when, when saying, when explaining why it's so fun, the reasons they give are essentially beta testing reasons. Mm -hmm. Like the power you get is insane. Mm. And when you get to the top of the tower, the higher you get, because the difficulty is not uh, tuned properly, you get more and more powerful. You have a lot more anima powers than you will in the actual game. Um, you can also play it nonstop. There are no rewards, but um, the, the interview with Paul Cubit, the principal designer of that feature, which by the way, people come to this show for, you know, irrelevant uh, anecdotes and humble brags, right? Yeah. That, that's the main reason they're of course, here. Of course. Uh, Paul Cubit, I, uh, I was with him for the launch of uh, Mists of Pandaria, and we were in Russia, and he is the most mild-mannered person you know, on the WoW team. He's super nice, super, you know, kind. And he cannot drink. Or, I mean, he drinks, but we were in Russia. We were like, we're going to be celebrating the launch of, um, of, of Mists. And we just launched the game. It went awesome, all of this. And, of course, we were with John LeGrave and his wife, Julia. Yeah. And Julia was like, oh, Patrick, you don't drink? I'm going to make you drink because yeah. she's like that. Yeah. And then it turned into a tradition of having... Uh, Anyway, no one cares about this. Sorry. Um, but yeah, Paul Cubit is cool, essentially, is what I was you, getting you, at. You, you dropped a name there, Patrick. Do you, you want to pick that up? Yeah, you want to pick you, that name up? Because that name, name is, uh, I don't know if you saw that name, but it was just laying there on the ground. All right. yeah, yeah. The what? Oh, the, the Cubit, Paul Cubit, you <laughs> yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Whom we were having, anyway. Yeah, we were talking uh, about so it anyway. Uh, the, the designer on that, on, that, uh, on that feature, and it's really cool. And what he was saying is that in the actual live version of the game there won't be it won't be just go in and do it as much as you want it will be you will need a key and it will be limited to an extent um in the number of times you can do it per week right so you know the the overpoweredness and the ability to do it all the time won't be in there unless they change their plans which they could but they Boy, have, I hope they do yeah i don't want it to be yeah and, and yeah Go ahead. People at this stage are saying we we would do it just for fun. We don't need rewards. It, we would need to see if that holds up after right. you know um, what it, like three months of doing just that. Yeah, so I, I understand I, what Paul is saying, but they yeah. could still change it. It's a sure. beta, but uh, yeah, sure. I have a lot of different thoughts on on that. You know, a lot of the the not necessarily walking back, but clarifications that that he made. Um, in his it was an interview with Towley, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, like for the like i don't i'm not nearly as worried about not having access to like as many powers as quickly through the run um because i would i would assume at at some point it would it would feel you you would like run out of powers to earn at right. a, at a certain point right like right. some of them do do like stack and grow on one another but um to to me kind of paring down how quickly powers are doled out to you that seems fine the part that i i'm i i have a lot of reservations about is is having to grind other stuff to me I, I just i'm imagining oh yeah i have to grind more world quests to get into this just like horrific visions and that i just feel like doesn't need to happen um this, this mm. just feels 
I mean, I, there's probably a happy balance. Um, if if you're getting into this thing like two to three times a week, I'm bummed because uh, it's fun as hell. And I just want to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, but if if you could like easily grind like in, in a couple of days worth of world quests uh, worth to get in like, you know, five or six times, like I think that'd be rad. I think that might be a happy. There's, there's a huge balancing act that can take place there. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to I don't want it to feel too limited if it's truly as addictive as it sounds. I want to be able to do it more often than not, and I don't want to be gated by time or other, you know, fake video game gating. I, I think that. that's that's an easy one to fix, right? Even especially if people are saying, "I just want to play it. I don't care if I get the rewards." You can just potentially activate it and just give it to people. the The issue, the more problematic issue, I can see is if uh, what about the the power? Um, how do you call it? Like power the anima? tuning. Oh, the tuning. Yeah. Uh, do you think? Do you think, Garrett? Yeah. So the tuning, the difficulty tuning. Do you feel, Garrett, it would be as fun if it wasn't that easy when you get higher up on in the tower? Because that seems like something that can't stay. They well, can't make it, the, it so. It's a sliding scale, right? Like there's there's a point where like does it happen on floor three where I'm a a, a, a weak piece of crap and I can't push any further, or does it happen on on floor thirty three? You know where things there's there's it's a there's a lot to there's a lot of knobs that they can tune is what I'm what I'm getting at but and the, so yeah but the curve currently unless I, I misunderstood currently you're it's very difficult at first and then it becomes very easy a lot easier uh, the higher up you go you're saying that maybe it could be like it gets easier and then it gets harder when things get real or because if if it has to stop you at some point that tower um and so that it has to get really hard like it has to get from easy to hard not from hard to easy right i mean like but like it but there's like that's the thing with like roguelikes to a certain degree you should feel powerful even when it's difficult mm -hmm. um and so what mm -hmm. i'm i guess what i'm saying is like i i what i hear from that interview is that's kind of their goal is to find a a speed at which to dole out the power-ups that works for the climb right right um i mean we're getting pretty pretty obtuse here but um to me you no, just no, to me sense. to it me you treat it sense, yeah. to me you treat it like uh like raids kind of like you if you want to just go do a normal or an lfr then you can kind of anytime you want to you could just keep running lfr not that you'd want to but if you wanted to you could they just need to make this so the truly rewarding experience, the one that is hard to do or more better rewards, better power, better anima, whatever. That's the thing that maybe there are lockouts on or there are you can only run this certain amount of times. But for the rest of the time, you just want to go run it and the, the rewards are maybe just gold or maybe a little more than that. I, I don't know. But whatever it is, if it's that fun, I hope they let us play it in that way. Because I don't want to be locked out of it. Maybe even in a version that is similar to what is existing now, which is, what if, you know, what's the problem if there are no significant rewards, if they let you become insanely powerful? Mm -hmm. um, you're right. It doesn't necessarily matter. Maybe they could find a way. And I really like what you said, Garrett. I, For some reason, even though I really like roguelites, I didn't really look at it like that. In the good ones, you get insanely powerful, and yet the difficulty ramps up accordingly, and it's still fun because you're so powerful. So, you well, even think totally of like, uh, like yeah, the other thing I think of that that Chavram has mentioned, and I have also thought 
multiple times while playing through this. It's like it's it's very much like a rift in Diablo where mm -hmm. it's like I'm taking through this character that is essentially a god. And at a certain point, it just becomes too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it is a lot like rifts and people people keep comparing it to that. I mean, obviously, mechanically, you're playing differently than you would in a over the head isometric Diablo style game. But this has, uh, you know, this has the MMO factor and the the weird progression of a roguelike factor. And I am all freaking in on this. Very excited. Um, by the way, your path is different every time, so that's pretty cool. Uh, you may have to go left instead of right one time, uh, depending on whether, you, whether you've got a caster or a mage. Um, I, it's not like complete like Diablo-style randomization of your tile set, but is there are some differences each time you run through there, right? I, I, I mean, I feel like... It, it kind of is. Right. I mean... I, uh, sorry, just to, to specifically, because that was one of the things I didn't realize having not played it, so it's it's worth mentioning. There is a lot of variety in the different rooms that you will uh, go through, the different rooms, the different things that you have to do. Tally did a video where he was also gushing about the feature, and he was saying he played it for 12 hours, and once there was a... Uh, room where it was essentially random teleporters from platform to platform um and and so it's not just yet another uh combat encounter it can be a million well so many different things and at least in one case for him it there was this uh, example after 12 hours of playing where he saw something he had never seen before which was super different from just the, the kind of thing you would expect in WoW. So the variety is a big factor there. It's not just a series of room from a dungeon, right. it seems. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, you can find, by the way, these anima powers throughout the exploration, and you can use the power anima to give you specific boons, or you can choose traits that buff your defense, attack, utility, that sort of thing. Um, it says here, after several weeks, the Jailer changes things up in the Maw, and Torghast changing the anima powers and mobs. So that stuff is on a rotating scale as well. That's uh, so cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat from paper to implementation. And everybody I've heard from, including a lot of trusted voices in the community, are raving about it. So let's hope implementation on launch day is as good as it sounds like it is in testing or better. Because uh, that could be rad. And I'll find out more today because I'm getting in today finally. I'm very excited. I'm Two's so excited. Yeah. Yay. Look at that. We found you know, the thing that'll get Patrick reactivated, man. This is good. This is great. It sounds really cool. And it's it's so, I mean, this is beta and I'm certain that, you know, people will find things to be angry about or people will just dislike. There are many things that can go wrong between a beta and the actual game. Mm -hmm. um, but it's so awesome to have people speaking in a unanimous voice about a feature in an in an upcoming expansion in WoW, saying trying it, thinking they really like it, um, because you know when the the things were being tested for BFA, mm -hmm. even though they looked good on paper, people were usually like, eh, I don't know about this. So it could be that this is actually good, and also the fact that you know my good friend Paul Cubit developed it, uh, I think, is a, an incredible plus uh, on on all of that front. So uh, Paul call me okay yeah just call me you have been called there's an awful lot of uh the only thing i don't i'm a little disappointed about is the community uh meaning like you know podcasts uh youtubers that sort of thing are raving about it and then a lot of the feedback has been stuff like this uh the community we love torgast blizzard i'm gonna ruin this 
another guy says, <laughs> uh, Torgas is amazing. And then they come back. The players are enjoying the game. Quick, deploy the fun police. Like it's a lot of this sort of thing. <laughs> kind of bums me out I a mean, little that we're that that we're that way about this stuff now. Like every time Blizzard does anything, we we have to move. Listen, to that. I am very concerned that I'm going to just have to continue doing world quests and being bored out of my skull to play this thing as much as I would like. <laughs> and if that happens, I am going to be in the boat with these people. Well, that of don't course like you would, police. because those are va- <laughs> that's a valid those are valid criticisms, absolutely. But. This idea that, ooh, there's something cool, I'm just waiting for them to ruin it, is a weird way to live your life. Like, let it play out, see how it happens, and we'll see how it goes. And that's all you can do. And then hate it if you want. It's fine. I'm I'm sure some of them at least are are said as, you know, meme jokes, Mm -hmm. which... and, And also, I think in this very specific case, it's not warranted, but it's an understandable concern because, again, the thing that everyone is enjoying about it is parts that probably won't remain as they are uh, when the game goes live because it's the infinite availability of the thing. And currently the plan, to be clear, the plan is to not have it infinitely playable. Right. So they might change it, but that's part of it. Also the um, the uh, uh, power rate and difficulty will definitely change. Whether they manage to maintain the fun it is you know, they could, but I guess my point is those things are going to change. So those comments said in jest are not, uh, unwarranted as, as exaggerated fun poking at the, the process, right? It's not like, it's not like there's absolutely no reason to think that the experience will change from the beta. There is every reason to think that it will change to some extent. Yeah. But this idea that it will, 100% 100% for sure suck is where I'm or I take issues. It's like if it does, we should judge it. If it sucks, we should judge it as such. If it's bad and the launch is like, oh my gosh, what happened to you guys? What you're doing in the alpha it was so good. What happened? They should, everybody should levy their criticism at Blizzard and do it hardcore. Like I get it, but we don't have it yet. And what we do have seems rad so far. So give it a minute. Let it cook in the oven. Let them make could their you tweaks. Imagine how much how many different angles of consideration were placed into the alpha testing of this and how the test version of it on the alpha looks right now, like what they're even giving us access to and also how <laughs> developers on the team are allowed to talk about it. Cause right. this is such a perfect example of all of those moving pieces yeah. of what do you as blizzard choose to allow us to see ahead of time in this case, Torgast in its very early alpha stage because that's going to set certain expectations. Uh, and then what do you allow your developers in interviews to say and how should they say it? Because it does seem like for at least a pocket of the community that certain people have have walked away from the most recent uh, interview going, oh, so it's not going to be this cool when it goes live. I see. Um, and I find that fascinating as someone who finds the whole, like the whole idea of there needing to be community management uh, like a fascinating game that you, that these studios now have to play. Right. Uh, well, we'll see. Time will tell. I'm excited though. Uh, this is all, this is all good stuff so far. And I really like, by the way, there's some interface elements that it uses and some other stuff that I like a lot. Some UI there. That's uh, pretty good. I don't know. Why, uh, why, we, why are people in the chat? The that- someone in the chat, a bunch of people are thanking me for a raid. I didn't do a raid. Someone else did. Jury did a raid. I don't know. A meaning of a Twitch raid. I don't know what they're, why they're thanking me. 
I, I think they're I think they're tooling with you, Scott. Oh, well, well done, guys. I'm gonna go with that. Okay. I'm gonna go with that. We'll go with uh, that. Final thought on Torghast. Yeah. Uh, have you like seen the environment? Because I feel like Blizzard just sent me the most elaborate va- late Valentines ever. They went here, Garrett. Have a randomized pseudo endless dungeon of nothing but Lich King architecture. Oh yeah, I bet you do <laughs> like that. I thought of that while I was yeah. I was watching it, and actually. I've been with you the whole time, but let's just, for the record, state, I think that's my favorite look of WoW stuff. I love how that stuff looks. So give me icy, cold, dark, dank, deep, dark blues and blacks. Uh, a little bit know, of green. Yeah, a little bit of green in there. Not too much, though. Then we're in. Then we're back in a couple of expansions ago territory, and I don't know so much about that. But, but yeah, I love that sort of thing, and uh, this just seems to have plenty of that. So good call. All right, a couple other changes that are happening. Shadowlands brings some interesting, weird changes to flying skills. Not weird, but changes worth mentioning. Um, so, artisan writing has been removed, gone out, Pfft, no more. So, no more of that. Uh, if you were, if you liked your little first stage of writing, bad news. Uh, this means players can upgrade from expert writing, which is 150% flying speed uh, at level 30, directly to master writing, 310 flying speed at level 40. So no middle ground. You're done. Jump. Leap, leapfrog ahead, folks. Uh, other writing skills can now be learned every 10 levels instead of every 20 levels. And journeyman writing, which is max writing speed, is now learned at level 20. And expert writing uh, slash flying is now learned at level 30 amidst the squish. Uh, so you have that to look forward to if you're starting a brand new character. And if you are starting a brand new character, I'm going to jump around a little bit. Did you guys see the new interface for character creation? And do you think everybody saying, hey, that looks like a console interface to me, do you think there's any any reason to think that now finally there's a console version of that game coming? And there's another reason to think this too, but I'm curious on that level alone, what do you guys think of what you saw there? I mean, my first thought was mobile interface. <laughs> I did too. Uh, it's, it's, it's extremely... Uh, simplified, and that is not a dig. I really like the new interface. Actually, I think it's it's nice, well right? put together. Yeah, it's nice. It's uh, simple, clean, um, but it is mobile-y and it looks like these are all buttons you could push with your finger. Uh, hard to say whether or not, like, there's sliders. I'm not sure about. Where did I see those? I'm looking at the video the, now. The sliders are a little weird. Yeah, because uh, all they do is is apply the unique faces or hair or whatever it is that you're adjusting with that slider that we already had in the thumbnails when we would scroll vertically. So it's not actually adjusting anything like you would expect it to because when you see sliders in character creation, you're thinking, oh, my nose is going to get bigger and then it's going to get smaller and then it's going to get wider. And then it's none of that. It's just, it's a different way to get hair option A, B, C, et cetera. Yeah, which would be easier uh, for a controller to snap onto with an A button move or a, a mobile interface to move with your finger. It's entirely possible, and still works on a you know PC mouse interface. It's entirely possible this is all meant to open up these other platforms. I, I, I don't I don't love the sliders as much. I did like seeing a preview of what I was about to apply to the character. Yeah. Uh, as opposed, because now I just have to blindly go through the slider until I like what I see. Yeah. I mean, I would. Okay. So let me just tell you, this is the truth from me. This is Scott's truth. If this is really coming to mobile console, I don't care so much about. But if this is coming to mobile in some form. I'll play the hell out of that all the time. Like all the time when I'm not I'm in front of my desktop, I will fish. I will pet battle. 
I will do all the dumb stuff I don't like doing when I'm at the desktop. Uh, I would use, I would play, if, if, by the way, that it's a full version of World of Warcraft that is tied to all my stuff and it's the actual world, the actual server, my characters, like all that. If it's not that, we'll have, we'll have issues. Um, if it is that, that's exciting. And here's the other reason I'm excited about mobile because I'm not even, I don't care about touchscreen. I don't want to play it that way. What I care about is that everything can sync to controllers now, multiple styles of controllers. I can use a PS4 controller. I can use a freaking Xbox One controller. I can use whatever I want. And they unearthed, uh, that is to say, data mined a bunch of settings for console settings in some of the alpha uh, data, gamepad settings. Like gamepad disabled, gamepad is connected, gamepad is not connected. Uh, bindings Didn't for the keys I you're going to talk about use. this last no, time. No, this wasn't even up last oh. time. I don't think. Was yeah, it? it was. It was. I, I remember. Okay, never mind. I don't think maybe we talked about I it here though. It, yeah, yes, we must sorry. not have. I, I think okay. maybe it was out there, but yeah, we hadn't talked about it. But anyway, all this gamepad info leads me to think. Well, first of all, you're going to have gamepad access no matter what platform you're on. But if I could prop this thing up on my iPad Pro and sit back with my DualShock 4 and play me some WoW into the wee hours of the night while this is on my lap, I'm yeah, I'm kind of in. <laughs> I'm kind of into this idea. So curious what you think. Garrett, you're uh, you know, you're a you're a guy who likes to do stuff. What do you think <laughs> what do you think of that idea? <laughs> It's like it's like you uh you were playing a uh you're playing Mass Effect on the dialogue wheel and you went with the most basic segue into Gary, what do you think of this? Um, yeah. uh I, listen, I um I am pretty well documented as not being a particular fan of mobile gaming. Uh if if full-fledged World of Warcraft ended up on on a phone, uh I would finally go buy a case that is also an, an extra battery. Mm. Yeah, I'm in your boat. I would finally start fishing and doing other uh, more mundane activities within the world of Warcraft on the regular. Um, as for uh, as for console and gamepad kind of stuff, uh, I think it's great. I'm honestly surprised that we haven't gotten it sooner. Again, this hasn't been confirmed. This is all, you all know, data mind hopes. It's all, yeah, it's all. But it, it's it's just the kind of thing. Like, why not? Why not have the game be more ex- accessible? I don't. I don't. I see no reason why. Uh, World of Warcraft shouldn't run on phones or on consoles at this point. Yeah, at uh, this at stage, because there are a lot of other MMOs that are not World of Warcraft, obviously, but there are other players to the throne that are successful on desktop that have made that transition, whether it's uh, old school RuneScape or freaking, uh, what's the one with all the pretty people in it? Can't think of it. Anyway. All the uh, pretty people. Uh, it must be Korean. Uh, it's, yes, and it's called... Black Desert, that's the one. And then uh, like, nah, and, there you go. And that's got a pretty popular imp- implementation online, although it's not connected to the main game. But Blizzard's not always first with this stuff. Sometimes they're last, but often they're best. So uh, I'm really excited about this. I don't know why. I, I mean, um, ESO does really good on console, by the way. It would be nice to get WoW over there and get some MMO competition on the console side. And there's no reason why these games couldn't live on the current gen this fall's upcoming new generation. Uh, just make these ready for that. Download that shit. Give them some reasons to be cooler. They're also adding, by the way, part of this data mine was some ray tracing support. Uh, for now, that I am sure I talked about last week. You did bring up. You did no, talk about ray tracing. Talk about that. Yeah, you did. Okay, a tiny right. bit. Then I'm not bit. crazy. No, it's you're, okay. you're not. Well, you're not as crazy as we thought you were already. So there's a, right. a baseline crazy, and you're, then there's yeah, yeah. You're not crazy about this one specific thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
right. So if this thing is if this is true, this could have implications, obviously for desktop and RTX cards and that sort of thing, but also for consoles because this new these two new consoles, Xbox Series X and PlayStation Five, both are touting ray tracing capabilities. So there's the potential of making this game look real pretty. I went I went down a big rabbit hole yesterday, just looking at current ray tracing implementations. The one that actually blew me away the most was Minecraft. Um, they're showing that off because that's coming up soon. It looks that, wild. That, it, it, it looks, looks so good. crazy how cool it looks. Like I actually might play Minecraft for a while because up to now it could care less, but right now that looks so amazing. I just want to get in there. So ray tracing in, in, in Azeroth could be really something special. I think it's the kind of engine that could handle it without taxing people too much. Obviously it would be an option, not a necessity. And if they're really bringing this to consoles, that gives them opportunities there. I just think there's finally think that- a chance. Yeah. That actually is an argument. I didn't think about it until now, but uh, I think the ray tracing is an argument for it coming to consoles because, let's be honest, there aren't many people who have ray tracing capable cards on PC. And the game has always been something that is available, you know, playable on the most humble of pieces of hardware. But obviously, for the new consoles, everyone will have ray tracing capabilities. So, the fact that there is a ray tracing series of settings might make it, you know, might be an argument in, in favor of it mm-hmm. uh, coming to, to consoles because next gen consoles. Yeah, I agree. So maybe. I, I think there's a real possibility there. So anyway, something to consider and think about. Part of the data mining also turned up a couple other things. Uh, target frame rates or uh, frames per second frame rate you ideally want to play at so one of the things the games never really had is like lock it at 60 and let me go up to 160 whatever a lot of games have these sort of features or unlock the frame rate entirely the games never really had that i like options like this especially for high-end cards so that's a small thing but i like it uh they have settings for spell density that are showing up in here so essential only spells if you want to only see those, imagine a raid environment. You're tired of all the stuff happening on the ground and everything else. You don't want to think about that. You just want to make sure certain things are procking on your team. You can do that. What they call a spe- essential, we don't know, but that's interesting. Um, and your own spells would always be known according to this data. Uh, you can have it set to some, which reduces non-essential spells down to around 75%. Half goes down to 50 most 75 And then dynamic, it reduces non-essential spells shown based on your frame rate. So it'll try to go up and down depending on how you're performing. Um, that feels very much like a combination of desktop and possibly mobile because mobile's got, you know, they're going to have a range of performance depending on what kind of phone you have or what kind of tablet you're messing around with. So I guess we'll see. Um, but yeah, a lot of stuff came out of that data mine that made me really start to wonder about years on the instance phones talking about stuff they're going to really do difficult yeah phones will be right phones like, seems really difficult for for you honestly consoles i would argue is it's really hard as well for ui questions phones is even even worse i agree but, uh, but let, let's say well i mean i'm not saying they'll do this because it's limiting but console or like i mentioned earlier phones and mobile devices being so easily paired with with controllers now Mm, does lead yeah. me to think that it's really not going to be that different than the console development, which you're right is already hard. WoW's got a yeah, lot more buttons you, than ESO. Or then something. you don't let people use the the phone version without the controller. Well, that, and that's my point. Probably not. Right? They need to be able to use it either way. So whatever they map on a controller, they will have to duplicate on a touchscreen, and then things get a little weird. Totally agree with you. Yeah. But I still, I still think it can be done. I think Blizzard can do it. 
I think they can get away with it and figure I, I it out. I also think to a certain degree, like, I don't know, like, let us choose. Like, yeah, maybe I don't want to go do the Heigen dance on my phone. Right. But, like, <laughs> let me choose what I go do. Like, even if the controls aren't perfect, like, it's, it's <laughs> I'm the idiot if I decide to go try and I, do some, it's like, push my, my freaking mythic keystones <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> I just I, want I, to I mine and fish, you, man. Yeah, I just want to mine and fish. That's exactly right. Like, yeah, or Patrick, I, maybe they're. I think there's a, a, you know, Blizzard is not usually doing like, they're known for the super polished version of everything. And having a janky thing on the phone that doesn't work if you don't have a controller with you, is, which most people, I, I, I don't know, I, I would have to, if that's the way they're choosing to go on, on, phone for the, on phones for the WoW um, property mm-hmm. i would really need to see it before i would let go of my I, then i become you know the grumpy old man that you were describing garrett earlier who doesn't like change i'm like that that doesn't seem right yeah so, yeah you could have just said i'm then i'm becoming garrett I mean, that's, that's all you <laughs> and i want to reiterate none of this matters to me if they say that all platforms are separate and in their own ecosystems like overwatch for example if, if they decide that hey, the mobile version is a mobile version of WoW, and it's all, I mean, I'll play it and try it, but it's not going to be my focus. If the if the console version is separate and then the PC version is separate, then I'm way less interested in any of this. If they if they will allow me cross-platform usability, uh, even if the, the people in the places I'm going aren't necessarily the same exact people, I want to have my own characters, my own progression, all that shit has to carry around with me, or else what are we doing? This is a dumb idea. Don't do it. I mean, maybe they'll do it anyway. Diablo did that, and they did fine. But I guess what I'm saying is, if you want me to be excited, different for a while. Yeah, if you want me Uh, to be stoked about it, it's dead in the water for me. If it's if if it's not cross, exactly, exactly. Because why would you do that? You've already got all your investment over here. I I can't imagine that they would. I mean, again, like this is all so hypothetical. But like, I would imagine a big draw to spend the time to make this work on uh, on consoles and on mobile phones is to bring back lapsed players right and if they can't get back if they can't like dust off their old tunes what's what's the point that, yeah. i would have to imagine that's a large point of their target demographic or previous world of warcraft players right. If, right if you really make it work you get new players i think that would be the maybe i'm wrong but it could be i mean why not both right but yeah. i i would think that new players would be more of a target than lapsed players but maybe it's both so the point is that it wouldn't be um un it wouldn't not work for them if exist if it wasn't uh cross save yeah i think it could still get some players just not us because obviously we're not going to be doing that but there's such a clear clearly the biggest hurdle is the subscription because we're gonna have to find some way to turn that into a microtransaction so people on the phone can understand how you pay for it right that's a good point (laughs) you're not you're not wrong it's a one-time fifteen dollar gem fee or something but you pay it every month one time but you, <laughs> you have to buy twenty dollars worth of gem worth of gems there's no fifteen dollar option for the gems oh, but it right. only uses fifteen dollars yeah. worth of the gems so you always have an automatic my favorite thing about microtransactions right there and that oh, is to say yeah. my least favorite thing i freaking hate Here's of the storm when are you going to get rid of those gems yeah. please and thank you yes immediately please all right. The other only other thing I would say is um, they are making such a obvious push toward either new players or returning players starting new characters. They want that new player on ramp to be strong again. 
so much is being done with this, even just in this alpha so far, but with this expansion to consider that group of players, that lends, I mean, it's not the only reason to think this, but it supports this idea that they're maybe going to push to other platforms. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, uh, Blizzard also uh, continuing, you know, the 100% experience buff, they've extended it and it was supposed to end in April or is it May? I forget. Maybe May, early May. They've decided to extend that experience buff for all players in BF or in um, uh, Battle for Azeroth to the Shadowlands pre-patch. So pretty much all the way till Shadowlands or just before you have that 100% experience buff. I'm not sure that's going to make me want to level a bunch of alts or not, but uh, there it is if I want it. Uh, they call it the Winds of Wisdom. You'll have that no matter what when you're in, and it will stack on top of your uh, heirlooms and all that stuff. So enjoy. That's awesome. Good yeah. choice. Yeah, good choice. I mean, it's, it was kind of a, I don't know, it was a nice way to tell people, hey, we know a bunch of you are stuck at home. There's a lot of self-isolating going on. If you're playing wild, let's give you a little boost. They've decided to continue that. Probably because a lot of that self-isolating will continue despite uh, some changes going on out there. Uh, Blizzard had a lot to say about player concerns over population issues in Classic. We talked about population issues last week and what they could do about it. Here's the current quote from Blizzard I thought was interesting. Considering the current population issue, both players and our coworkers on the WoW team have wanted to try many different solutions before layering. And layering is like the dirty word in the community, so they try to avoid that. Some of these can be implemented in days, others more radical uh, and come with unknowns. But the global pandemic that's happening now, uh, we don't want to have this. Uh, sorry. So we don't have the time necessary for new technology to be developed, tested and deployed. We have to use the tools we already have to overdress this or address this overpopulation. So they go on to uh, describe some s- scenarios. Uh, I won't do them in detail. You can find this on the official forums. But they address it from a different, couple of different ang- angles. Free character migration. That's one way to deal with it. But that sucks because the whole point of Warcraft typically is that Garrett and Patrick and Scott are all in a guild. And we're loving it here. And it's on server Zibby Zabby. And we love Zibby Zabby. It's a great server. We love being here. And we don't want to go anywhere. Oh, there's hour-long queues. I guess our only option is we all leave and go someplace else. That kind of defeats the purpose. It's not great. But they can use that. There's another an thing there. Yeah. Um, people usually don't want to do it because what you tell them is go from this high population server where you can find everything easily to a low population server because you have to fill it and you're going to have a big problem finding people to group and stuff like that, especially in classic. So that is like a solution that seems like it would work, but everyone is like, just everyone else go do that we i just want to stay on the cool server you go elsewhere so we're not too many yeah there's definitely that aspect to it character creation restrictions is another thing they talked about so basically just saying hey you can only make so many dudes and we then they and they sort of have that limit go up and down depending on how things are going don't love that that limits the control of the player a little bit and i don't think people are going to like that one another one is new realms so they just keep adding new realms as the populations get big but then you've got the same issue of people leaving their realm and not wanting to. And there's there's such a thing, especially in right, classic, there's, as there's realm. already existing realms of space. Right. That people are not going to. Right. So. And they're not going for the same reasons. Like if the reason I stay on Earthen Ring for most everything I do in retail, 
even now where everything's layered and split and combined and, you know, it's one big cloud these days anyway, but I'm still there because I have some loyalty to it. I have memories there. I have nostalgia for it. I have reasons other than ring matters to me and I don't want to go anywhere else. In classic, you literally, that's your home and there is no moving somewhere else to alleviate, uh, you know, load or whatever. So I just don't think the new realms thing or free transfers are, are the answer ultimately. They also say adjusting population caps. We did talk about that last week. That has its own implications. You have too many more people in a place. You run the risk of the content being wrong for it. They Um, say very, very bluntly in here, a quote, it is not the kind of problem that you can just throw hardware at. Right. I I agree with that. Um, They say maybe they focus on the cities. They have this technology that's not layering necessarily. They call sharding. Uh, they use it in battles, Battle of Azeroth. It's ways to make copies of its population uh, or copies of itself based on population demand. They could do some of that, but that inch is really close to what the community says they don't want. So there's that whole thing. And then using layering straight up, they discuss that. Uh, people get real pissed about that word. So I know they're being careful with, with even talking about it. Um, but they say the whole thing's just a big work in process. They're going to let people know when the worst realm situations are taken care of, but there are people still waiting an hour plus to get into their realms. And that's pretty bad. So got to find something, got to do something. If I was a, a vanilla person, I would start feeling like I might be okay with layering. <laughs> that's going to get me in trouble and go ahead and send your emails. But I'm just saying, I know y'all are just like real hardcore on that sticking point, but what else are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? Not even Blizzard knows. Not yet. So good luck to you. It's always fun sticking a, sticking a knife in the, in, the, in the nest that is the classic community just a little bit. Because I like stirring it up. I, I'm really into those guys. And I think it's great that they're getting what they want. Or when they're not, I'm, I'm with them. I'm, I want you guys to have the game you want. But it's still fun to poke. That's all I'm saying. I'm glad you enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. Notice these two are very quiet about it and they should be. They don't want your emails. Uh, uh, I don't know. I really don't. I really, really <laughs> they don't, don't want them. That's fine. I like hearing from you. So send your emails in the instance at gmail.com. Uh, all right. New character creation. We talked about that. I think that's just about everything. A lot of wow stuff this week. And we hope those who are in the beta are enjoying themselves. I said beta. I mean, alpha. That's what I meant. All right, let's look at what's going on in the rest of uh, Blizzard. Heroes of the Storm got its changes on the public server for cores fighting back a little more, and I personally love it. I played a bunch of games on Wednesday night, have more planned for this week, and felt really good getting in there uh, at the moment. That game's pretty great right now. It's pretty great. Still my MOBA of choice, if you're asking. No one did, but I'll say it anyway. Garrett, how do you feel about those cores? I, I, I love it. Yeah. I love these changes. Um, this is only our second anomaly. We, we kicked the year off with the experience orb anomaly, which was very quickly adjusted. Um, this one, I, I, I'm kinda ho- I hope it doesn't get messed with. Mm. I kind of like it as is. Mm. I like I, the way that it has upset the, uh, the team fights that happen around structures. I like it too. I like it because... It felt before like you once you were there, you were just done. You just burn it and go. And I don't know. It's nice to know that the cores got your back a little bit. That there's a reason to stick around and move. And you know, depends like, on the core. Yeah, it's, <laughs> some cores are more effective than others. That's true. The one uh, I forgot which one it's on, where it just sends out tornadoes. 
Um, uh, Sky Temple. Sky Temple. That's right. Uh, that would make sense. A lot of tornadoes. A by lot the way. of tornadoes. It's a lot of tornadoes, but it's a pattern you can do, right? You can get used to it, and you're okay. No big deal. Uh, yeah. When you're getting nuked constantly, on um, <laughs> someone called my brain today. What's the map where you get, um, where you get oh, the nukes? Oh, uh, uh, Warhead Junction. Warhead Junction. The 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 you're you're supposed to be getting nukes to kill you know structures and stuff anyway. It's part of the mechanic of the game. But when you get to the core, that core starts pooping out close range nukes on top of its attackers, and it is wild, man. Just watching that stuff pop off like that. Um, it's very cool though, and I like it, and I hope it stays. Can't think of any reason it wouldn't. No Diablo news, however. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to a, a game I'm testing for another show called Last Epoch. Some of you have probably heard of it. It's a Diablo-like. Uh, I would actually say it's a lot like if Diablo 2 and Path of Exile got together, got it on in the back seat of a Honda, and then nine months later pooped <laughs> out a baby. I think it's Last Epoch. I think that's the game they made. It's pretty yeah, good. Someone whose uh, first car was a Honda, I hope it was a wagon and not a sedan because <laughs> there's not much room back there. It was a tiny hatchback Civic. It's a mess. Anyway. Oh, uh, at least the hatch. They, uh, they anyway, it was CRX. That's what it was. Wasn't C- CRX was basically a Civic, like a sports Civic, right? Wasn't that what it was? It was like, yeah. I used yeah, to it was, uh, loved one. I had one for like. People still building crazy drag cars out of those things. I had one for six months and I loved that car. Anyway. Uh, Last Epoch's kind of cool. I just wanted to put it out there. The name's kind of dumb, but the gameplay is pretty solid. I think people are going to like it. It's in early access on Steam. Uh, Hearthstone, tell us, Garrett, what's going on on Hearthstone? They just had another balance patch, man, because Demon Hunters are still somewhat problematic, but so were Warlocks, and a lot of the other classes were just like a like clearly a tier below, like only two archetypes that were just kind of owning the ladder. Um, so that patch hit yesterday. The Demon Hunter saw some more nerfs, uh, a, a minor, but well, not one, but one very important nerf to Warlock. Uh, they also buffed one of the Paladin cards, which made me happy because I was really excited for the new archetype in Paladin, but it turns out it just kind of stinks. Oh. Um, <laughs> but they, uh, they also, like, they do. We don't. We're not used to seeing like buffs right out the gate like this. So there's there's, there's a lot of new things happening in Hearthstone right now. And in terms of like, yeah, obviously there was just an expansion. Things are in upheaval meta wise. But there's also a lot of new things happening just in the way that the team, like the team's philosophy on how they balance the game. And it's really interesting. Uh, my personal games, I've been losing like crazy. Oh. I cannot find a deck that works uh, without being a boring warlock player. Well, let me let me ask you this. We're on the eve, I think this week or next, of the official release of Runes or uh, what is it? Rune Terra Heroes or something of Rune Terra. What is it? What's the Riot game? Legends Just of Rune Terra. That's Legends it. of Rune Terra. Le- Legends of Rune Terra is coming out. You got uh, full beta access happening publicly with uh, the Overwatch competitor. Uh, what's it? Valorant. Uh, they both seem to have a lot of people talking about it. Are you nervous at all about Hearthstone at all because of that? Because it seems like it's pretty good and people like it and it's going to be a big deal, but are you worried they're going to run away with it and suddenly no one thinks of Hearthstone anymore when it comes to card games? This is such a baited question, but I'm curious what your reaction would be. Listen, man, I will take Pepsi when there's no other option, but when I have the option of actual Coca-Cola, I will enjoy the superior soda. (laughs) Nice. Look at you. (laughs) I actually played Runeterra a bit and I think it's pretty neat, but I don't. 
This is, like, this is an interesting one because Riot's like a huge player. Yeah. And we've kind of got three in the card space now. Yeah. Because we've got Magic, which is honestly probably Magic is Coca Cola. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> um, is. Yeah. Hearthstone and Hearthstone's Dr. Pepper, yeah. strong on its own, right? It doesn't need. Hearthstone is Dr. Pepper has an undying legion of its own fans yeah. that are disinterested in the offerings of other games, which isn't really true. I, a lot of my Hearthstone buddies love Magic, and I know a lot of Hearthstone friends of mine that are also really excited about Runeterra. I tried Runeterra. I really don't like it. Um, I don't think it's a bad game, uh, but I think it combines uh, a lot of things from magic and hearthstone into something that i don't like as much as what hearthstone or magic does in their own right interesting all right well i, I would rather just play hearthstone or magic than play Terra. all right from, but, a, uh, from the shooter perspective what do you think of valorant patrick have you tried it yet it's about to take it wants to come eat your lunch on the on the on the uh overwatch side of things <laughs> Not, not really, actually. Uh, first, about Runeterra, it, it's been an open beta for a while, so yeah. I think there's always a little bit of a, you know, draw when when the game actually launches. But for this one, it's kind of already beaten out. Uh, Valorant, it, it turns out, we all knew it was. It had a lot of inspiration from uh, Counter Strike, and now that people have spent a little bit more time with it. It's not just, you know, a lot of inspiration. It's a downright copy with improvements. Like, the gunplay, the precision, the everything is Counter-Strike, which a lot of people are... Like, the the, the powers, the abilities are very uh, superficial in the gameplay. Not superficial, but they're not things that you use to... um, In your moment-to-moment gameplay. They're more like grenades or something like that that you purchase throughout your play session um so the bottom line is it doesn't seem like it's targeting the same population aside from maybe some pros who will enjoy the harsh precision of valorant slash csgo and that's not you know the the wide public uh, mostly some people will try it i'm sure there's not a huge cross-section of the player base and certainly not me i'm not you know i didn't really enjoy cs and the things i find in overwatch are very different i go to overwatch for very different reasons so sure yeah i think it's going to play out like this now that's not to say just like you know um legends of Rutera. That game is probably going to be very successful because if you don't know, CS is still one of the top esports and played games, played FPS in the world. So it, it seems they're really go, going after uh, the CS player base and not necessarily as much the Overwatch player base. Nice. Well, uh, we'll see. I, I, from what I've, I've seen, it just feels like people are playing Counter-Strike with some magic in there. <laughs> A little bit of magic, yeah. yeah. The, the, the key there is that it, it's not like you're... you're moment-to-moment gameplay as i was saying doesn't really include the powers it's really very much about the game and your precision like it's not forgiving if you don't know how to aim so obviously the game is not for me right not your thing you'd like a you'd rather well i don't know how to aim (laughs) well i've always said that that's why it took you so long to have a kid just kidding that's funny see because you you had to aim so it's a terrible joke about a man's a man's penis that's what i mean Uh, and a and a and a honda crx (laughs) uh all right uh that's pretty much what's going on oh i did want to say i played uh with echo some this week and i think she's great i think she's super cool and really fun to play and um even just shooting with her is fun i love her 
Is it her? I don't know if it's her alt mouse button or what it is that shoots the kind of gooey. The little explodey thing? Yeah, the gooey explosion is so cool, yeah. man. Love finishing people off with that. Gooey explosion? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, man. I love the gooey explosions well, in the back of Honda CRX. <laughs> That's so much fun. Yeah. The, the way you play her is that you start with the gooey explosion. It's not a finisher. The finisher is her E because it does a lot of damage to characters that are below 50% health. Yeah. So it's kind of a weird assassin thing where you poke around and then when uh, your enemy is finally below 50%, you pop the E and that hopefully will finish finish them off. It's a it's an interesting assassin type of gameplay. Um, but I, I'm really glad that you enjoy her because that's all you're getting until uh, Overwatch 2. That's it. That's you it. don't get any more characters. Yep. So. Yeah, the next character you get is a new video game. So, enjoy. <laughs> uh, all right, well, that pretty much takes care of that. Let's do this now. Hear ye, hear ye. Why, it's the town crier. <laughs> all right, as tradition holds, we like to read your emails here on the show, theinstance at gmail.com. We got one from Rob Murray. It's a little lengthy, but I think it's interesting. He says, good day, sir. This is mostly aimed at me, but we can all comment on this. Uh, I'm flummoxed. You made it through an entire episode without showing your disdain for gnomes. Just kidding. Longtime listener. Love the show. I've been a fan of the instance since wrath. Having the show here reminds me that while I may uh, prefer a solitary style of play, there are so many others whom, like me, World of Warcraft is more than just a game. It is truly like having a friend who is always willing to go on an adventure, whether it is 10 minutes or three hours, it's always there. I only started playing WoW because of my son. Wow, like Harry Potter and Star Wars is something I probably wouldn't have even tried had my kids not introduced me to it. We created a mage together, and that's now my main. This game has pulled me through some dark times in my life. Whether my marriage is struggling or things are getting shitty at work, I'm a journalist, so not exactly raking in the fat stacks, he says. My mage is always there waiting for me. I know you feel the same way. I can tell you relate to this game on a visceral level. The game has become part of you and your identity, and I'm actually proud to tell people that I'm a gamer, and I love when I find out other people play WoW in the wild. It's sort of like when I find another Springsteen fan out there and uh, instantly know something about their soul. I like this a lot. Anyway, he says, but in my case, the mage happens to be a gnome. Now, I know you think it's funny to make fun of them, (laughs) and I'll be honest, it is funny, but I just urge you to remember that there are players who listen to the show who play gnomes and love their characters just as much as you love yours. To all of your listeners, you're kind of a big deal, Scott. You sound like a humble fellow, so you probably deny that, but it's true. You, ju- oh, sorry, you just are. Your show is expertly done and required required listing for true fans. Wow, this is nice. Uh, and I think the show is as strong as it's ever been. And when you tell people this thing they've created and a, and <laughs> sorry and sunk a bunch of their time, energy, and love into, simply isn't that cool. I don't know. That's probably coming off as whiny and butthurt. But I, <laughs> I'm adding. <laughs> a, <laughs> I'm adding a lot of uh, emphasis to all of this. I can I can I take a crack at this because I really don't think you're you're inflecting this with the respect that it deserves. Can it continue it from where I left it, please. Go okay, this is probably coming off as whiny and butthurt, but I just don't <laughs> know why you'd use your platform and status to denigrate choices your fans made. A few comments could be brushed off, but your disdain for gnomes has been revealed enough times that it's almost becoming part of the show's brand. See? I still love the show. I'll, <laughs> I'll probably always keep listen. Keep up the great work. My time with the instance each week is one of my great joys. I, I can't make fun of this anymore. It's so <laughs> earnest. 
and it is touching my soul. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, what you did there was do it in a gnome voice. That's all. That's fine. (laughs) It's just so good. This is actually one of the kindest emails I've ever read. It's been sent into a podcast. Well, anyway, he really likes us. Uh, He says, uh, so I'm a fan. I say these things because I love the show. Rob, gnome for life, for gnome ragon at the end. All right. Let me make this clear about gnomes. I actually don't hate them as much as I act like I do. And it's mostly just winky winky every time I do it. I don't really, and certainly have no disdain for players who prefer gnomes as their race in the game. It's like zero problem with that. But when I find out somebody does, I like to josh with them, kid them around, like have a little fun with it. But I play a dirty orc. I mean, who am I to talk? So it's all good. And by, and you did sound like a gnome. That was weird. Weird. For gnome. Gnome <laughs> I love uh, gnomes, dude. I, I, I think I've talked about this before. I can't play them. There's something about being that low and having the camera that low that I just can't do. Uh, probably comes from a lifetime of playing elves who are tall. Yeah. Um, but like, I really like their inclusion in Warcraft. I like the flavor that gnomes bring. Like the whole Warcraft, like the mech side of things between goblins and gnomes. I love it. Yeah. It's a fun combination and competition between those two races. Like, there's a lot to say that you like about them. It's just me for 15 years being a being a turd. I mean, um, yeah, we're we're still they're stupid, right? We're we're clear on that. <laughs> Gnomes are stupid. That's wow. That's clear. Are you a, are okay? you a dirty alliance main? <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah. Um, and there are so, so a lot of. What do you what what's what do you think is cool? Like really bad mustaches. <laughs> Cool. Actually, my my mage has a really bad mustache, and he's a human. Yeah. Um. But gnomes have really bad mustaches. I, I, that's not. They have um, magnificent mustaches. If there were two barber shops next door to each other, one was run by a human, one was run by a gnome. I'm going to the gnome barber shop every time because yeah. they know how to style a mustache, and the humans just know how to keep the '70s alive. But they have to get up on a stool yeah. and like climb up a ladder to get to your face. It's not. It's not good for anybody. See, there we are, just throwing some light fun over at the gnomes while we have a little conversation. And I know Rob knows we're doing it the, in good, good humor. He's I funny. mean, I, I love it so much that he's playing with his son. And I was like, oh, wow, there's an old person that's listening to the show. And then I'm like, I, I could have a son that age. Like, we've been doing this show. And I'm like, yeah, okay. This could um, be you. This and could I be mean, you. Yeah. That, that is, I could, I don't, because mm. I'm young at heart but um i and and my nights in my 50s are are you know i'm not in my 50s i'm in my 40s but right probably going to be terrible still in a few years um but uh it's part of the it's part of the show right yeah. scott makes fun of us and we make fun of scott yep. and usually it's it's uh light-hearted and and it's good humor yeah. and sometimes it gets a little bit less you know, um, if we can make fun of Scott, mm-hmm. then we can make fun of of gnomes. Yeah. I think that's fair. the closest thing that ever came to like an all out brawl on this show. Not a brawl, but kind of a fight fight was back in the day. I was arguing that Blizzard could make Blizzmebos and Patrick, <laughs> among others, was sure that it would never happen. And I was like, I it's not that bad of an idea. And you guys thought it was the worst thing I could ever come up with. And then they made one. There's a Diablo Blizzmebo. They did did. did Okay. All right. Listen. I love, I love when Patrick is wrong. Few things bring me this much joy in my life. But Scott, that was not a Blizzmebo. 
It's okay. an amiibo made b- with a with a Blizzard character that works on a Nintendo thing. Distinctly remember this episode of the instance. I was waiting. Oh, I was waiting for something. I was sitting in a Publix parking lot. Um, and I remember listening to this damn argument. I, I think I still had my Mustang at the time. I'm sitting in a Mustang with the air on because the middle of summer. I'm just watching gas disappear, listening to you nerds yeah. this big debate about Blizzmebos. And Scott, you well, you teed up. Yeah. What you teed up was Blizz is going to start their own line of multiple amiibo-esque figurines yeah. in the they were going to do, I was sure that they were going to go full, fully. In. I, you're right. You're right. I was, I thought they'd go fully into the toys to life category, which they absolutely did not do. But just the one glimpse of correct I got out of it, they made one amiibo. Man, you, you got no glimpses of correct out of it. You got none. <laughs> they made an There's, amiibo. Like, they made an amiibo. Listen, and at the time listen, you had right, said, they're right. never going to do what's this. Were, Even, what were you saying, Scott? What were you saying they were going to make? I said they were going to make a line of these. They didn't. What no 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 no? What was the name of the thing they were gonna make? Oh, they were gonna make a toys. They were gonna call it Blizzmebos, right? And what did they make? Well, they weren't gonna do that because it sounds like Amiibos. They're no no no. no. What reasons. did they make? They made. You just described it. They made one. They made Amiibo. An Amiibo <laughs> is an Amiibo a Blizzmebo? No, but they it weren't is gonna not. call they it. It's not amiibo. about the name. The name doesn't matter. They could have called them widgets or ding dongs or whatever. The name it doesn't is the matter. Concept. They. <laughs> Could they have called it Amiibos? No, no. because that's a Nintendo thing. It's right. very different. Exactly. And they wouldn't have done Blizz Amiibos because it's too close. They would have called it Blizzard. I don't know. Also, part of my argument was Heroes of the Storm would be the place they'd do it because you had all these IPs, right? So you could have all these little toys. And then they would make something that would interface with them. You scan them in your computer, near field communication. Like, yes, I had a bunch of ideas that, were, that just absolutely didn't happen. But they made one, one, amiibo all right you know what you know what it's getting it's getting a little bit sad uh scott is is getting older he doesn't have a lot in life except the fact that he's finally enjoying life with his wife at home and his kids are out of the house which is amazing it is um but let's give him this one okay you know what scott all right you're right they did make an amiibo a blizzmebo they made one and it kind of means that you were right. Yes, so a kind of. Barely, not exactly, but almost kind of tiny bit makes me right. Uh, chat room, here's, the, here's that image of that amiibo. There you go. So you look at him. Luck Dragon in the chat room says this is 100% why I tune into this show. <laughs> I'm glad we were able to give it to you today. I'm really glad to hear that. That Blizz Mebo thing is is solid gold. Just let's let's keep bringing it up Once again. Once a year. Once a year. Once a year. And then we print money. Is that how that it sounds works? great? How, how does yeah, it work? we profit. need to, we need to boost the show's revenue. Step so why not? Profit. Let's do it. Uh, by the way, I really wish upon I wish upon wishing that 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 uh, amiibo loot goblin would was scannable in Animal Crossing New Horizons, so he could move into my town. That would be amazing. I want oh, a treasure goblin as as a as a freaking Animal yeah. Crossing denizen. That yes. would be amazing. Because that's how it works with the other ones. You scan them in, they come to your town, they live there. If you could scan, you can't do it with Mario or Luigi or anyone else, which kind of also sucks. But it'd be cool if I could scan him in, and he'd live in a little fiery hut house and just be a dick when I'd see him. He'd just be going, "Rah, I got money on my back," and just be an ass. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I want be... a skull kid. I want a skull kid from Zelda to move in. Oh man, that's not bad either. 
All right. Uh, I want to thank some people who support us as Instance Plus members. Peter Barnett, Rafi Minnison, uh, Peter Olgberg, and Philip Fisk. You all are great, and there's many more of you, and I'll keep saying your names until you're not great, but you are great, and uh, we thank you for supporting us. If you don't know what that is, head on over to theinstance.net and sign up. Next week, we'll record some kind of bonus show. Don't know what it'll be yet, but something cool. And uh, put that up there. That's one of the benefits you get, plus many others. Go check it out. That's at theinstance.net. All the details are there. Patrick, before we go today, do you want to say anything about you and what you're doing this week? Uh, I'm doing a lot of cool stuff, which you might enjoy. So go check out. You know what? Just go check out uh, Pixels. It's a show about games. And you like games, you like World of Warcraft. There are other games that you might enjoy. Mm -hmm. So listen to the show and you might uh, like it. It's called Pixels. You just go to your podcast apps, search field, type Pixels, and uh, you get it. And that's it. And it's cool. Hopefully you like it. I bet they do. Thank you very much. I bet they will. I've been on that show many times and I always have a good time. And uh, you. Well, those ones are. Like, don't start with one where Scott is on. Oh, no, it'll it'll ruin the rest of them. No, it'll be so good, everything else will feel like a letdown. That's what you're saying, right? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Garrett, what's going on at amove.tv this week? Oh, so many things, Scott. If you were interested in the Hearthstone conversation we had today and want to know more, go subscribe to The Angry Chicken, wherever you can get your podcasts. And if you want to know more about all of the insane upheaval in terms of how we're playing Heroes of the Storm, go check out into the nexus kyle and i talking here's the storm every week do it um yeah yeah also go to bit.ly slash remote garrett i've got a new video series i'd like you to watch oh very nice remote garrett i like that oh what is it this is Uh, i I promoted it last week i think it's uh it's short videos uh giving you tips on how to work remotely that's right that's very cool yeah perfect timing for it right now with uh, everybody very digestible The opposite uh, of talking about Blizz Amiibos. Oh, good. Well, it's not very digestible at all. In fact, it's giving us all a <laughs> little is, bit of yeah, heartburn. That, that, that is extremely <laughs> uh, undigestible. That's right. Uh, don't forget our website, theinstance.net. Instance show on Twitter. You can find Garrett at Garrett Art, Patrick at Not Patrick. I'm at Scott Johnson. And you can find more just like this at frogpants.com. That's going to do it for us. For all of us, to all of you, have a great week. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. We're we're still they're stupid, right? We're we're clear on that. Gnomes are stupid. <laughs>